You're listening to the Diaries of a Witch podcast with Angelica Creasy. Hey witches, if you're going to be in or around the Salem, Massachusetts area at all this fall or winter, this is your sign to book a Dark Paradise ritual photo shoot with me and my favorite photographer, Cody of the Bad Kids Studio. Together, we're collaborating to provide you with the ultimate glamour magic experience. This is a ritual photo shoot. So we're going to be working with you before the shoot to create the perfect visual representation of the manifestation that you're looking to step into. When you arrive for your shoot on that day, I'm going to give you a tarot reading and we're going to sit in a planetary ritual bringing in these desires and calling your dreams and goals to you. Then comes the photo shoot and after the shoot you're going to get 15 edited photos that become talismans and amulets of the intentions that you set within the ritual. This is a super fun experience and if you're interested in it check out the show notes to book we are booking all fall in person in salem massachusetts i will see you then welcome back to the podcast so today we're going to be talking about saints and working with saints as a witch in your witchcraft practice and i also have some questions that have come in through my DMs um, recently from folks asking about working with saints. Um, And I'm also going to tell some stories of me working with saints. And um, I'm going to start it off with a story that has to do with my family. And every time um, I post about this particular thing, I tend to get a lot of comments and I would say the most negative comments I've ever gotten on any of my posts or on any topic that I've ever posted about has been about this topic of saints and working with the saints and specifically um, the content that I've made about working with saints and deities together, pagan deity and saints as a witch. I get comments from all sides, right? From mostly Catholics and other types of Christians talking about how you know, really misrepresents um, the saints and the saints don't enjoy being, you know, communicated with by a witch, which is not true, let me tell you. Um, And then I also even get some comments from pagans and witches being like, why would you even want to work with the saints as a pagan or a witch, right? Um, And so I just think it is such an interesting thing that it's such a tense topic in the community. And the reason that I work with saints is because I have always had a connection with certain saints and just because I, you know, found paganism as my path and the path that I adore and, you know, love and just always want to be a part of, right? The path that I found my my spirituality and my, my true self in. It doesn't mean that I have to get, get um, like throw away these relationships that I have with saints because for me I see them as part of the pagan context in some capacity. I see them as entities that exist alongside pagan deities um, and you know I do have a personal belief system that aligns with the fact that I believe that all of your religions are true. I believe that, um, you know, everybody has validity, every spirit, every deity can, you know, exist and those entities and deities can be strengthened over time with worship. 
And that's my personal belief. And so I think everything can coexist. And um, if you're watching this and you're, you know, thinking about using saints in your practice, maybe you are a witch that uses saints in your practice, maybe you're, you know, coming from a Catholic or Christian background and you're wondering how to bring in your cultural and religious elements that you love from the past into your witchcraft practice. I want this episode to <clears throat> give you that permission slip so that you can do that without shame and without shame from both the pagan community and perspective and without shame from your previous religious identity. Um, being a witch is being sovereign and living in your own unique paradigm. That is what we do as witches, is we <clears throat> live and enchant our own paradigm. We live in our life purpose. We pursue our true will and we act um, in accordance with our fate. And, you know, a lot of that has to do with empowerment and, you know, making our own rules and writing our own rules. Because sometimes the only way that we're, we're going to fulfill certain things that we, you know, are fated to or want to fulfill or, you know, transcend situations that we've been born into or, or situations that we find ourselves in, the only way to do that is through having our own rules, creating our own structures, living in our own paradigms. And that's what I believe. And so as a witch, you are allowed to work with whoever the hell you want to work with, right? And maybe the chaos magician is coming through in me a little bit. Chaos magic is, is very much um, about this idea that whatever is going to help you get the results that you need in, in your magical practice, do it, go for it. It's available to you, but it's truly what I believe. So every single year during the summer, the late summer, um, in August, there's a festival called St. Anthony's Feast. It's in, in the North end of Boston. And this is a festival that I've been going to since I was a baby, like since I was born. <laughs> my parents had been attending this festival. And it's not just my parents, it's my whole family. My great-grandmother for the majority of her life in um, America, after she immigrated to America, she lived in the North end of Boston in this specific neighborhood that um, had a lot of Italian immigrants, especially immigrants from the area that she was from in Italy, which is um, the Ariano <coughs> region, the Ariano or Pino region of Italy. And there was a ton of immigrants specifically from that area of Italy in the North End, and that's where she lived. And St. Anthony's Feast takes place in that specific neighborhood of the North End, um, in that on that street that my great-grandmother had lived on for years. And a lot of my other family members had lived there. My mom grew up in that area. Um, <clears throat> she went to school there. <laughs> you know, she was a child there. And it's just uh, a neighborhood and a place that's very close to me and my heart and my ancestors and my, my maternal family line. And so they do this festival each year called St. Anthony's Feast. Consequently, um, this festival is also a major festival for my family in particular because my grandmother and her, you know her mother, my great grandmother, worshipped Saint Anthony or worked with Saint Anthony as part of their practice, and always would communicate to me about how Saint Anthony was our patron saint. He represented our family. If we needed anything we have to reach out to him, you know? My grandmother would always say to me, she would say, Angelica, God and Jesus are busy. <clears throat> they are dealing with 
big problems and big issues. So if you need anything, call St. Anthony, ask St. Anthony, pray to him, and he's going to, you know, talk to God or Jesus on your behalf, or even if, you know, if he doesn't need to talk to them on your behalf, he's just going to do it on his own, right? And it always communicated to me this idea that the saints have power and they have their own, you know, magical abilities. And that really comes from the fact that they were human people and they've reached a sense of ascendancy and mastery where now they are spirit guides, right? And they're not, you know, they're they're sort of like ascended masters. They're not like just spirit guides. They're these <clears throat> figures that are representative of the divine, right? They have almost been raised up so much that they are these divine figures. They are these um, spirits, these workers of the divine. And that's how I see the saints. I see them um, not as the exact same thing as like planetary spirits or things like that, but they feel very similar where they, you know, they are given their powers from source energy or from the sort of divine source in a way. And from that, they're able to have their own things that they rule over and they're able to get stuff done and help people. Another thing that you have to keep in mind with saints and angelic, and sorry, I almost said angelic magic, but I meant angels. Um, saints and angels is that they are celestial beings. They want to help humanity. They want to help anybody. They are here as <clears throat> ascended masters and angels of the earth. They don't care what your religion is. They don't care if you're Christian or if you're part of the Abrahamic religions. They just want to help you. That is their goal is to help all people on earth. Um, and so that's what the angels and the saints do. And that's why they don't care what your religious background is. They just want to help and they don't judge. And I, you know, I think that they understand that there are so many sources of divinity, but maybe that's another story. <laughs> um, so that's a little bit about, you know, what working with the saints is like and what I'd been told about working with saints my entire life. Um, and so I want to get into like how I work with them alongside pagan deity and what that looks like for me. So for me, my relationships with the saints are similar <clears throat> to my relationship with pagan deity, but they are a little bit different. Because saints are really interested in helping the collective, um, they also tend to be a little bit more mild in the way that they work magic. It doesn't mean that they're not as powerful, but they're a little bit more mindful of like what types of magic they're doing, what they're helping you with. So saints are perfect to reach out to if you have kind of a difficult situation on your hands or a situation where you want to tread lightly. You know, you want things to work out. You want things to be, you know, work out in alignment with fate and divine will and all these things, right? You wanna make sure that things are for, you know, um, the good of you and the good of everybody. There's certain spells where you're going to want to make sure that you're aligned with that, right? Now, there are tons of spells where that doesn't really matter and you're just trying to, you know, like if you're doing a hex or if you're doing some baneful work or you're doing some retribution magic, right? You know, that is magic that you might not want 
or have any need for this idea of, you know, things happening for the highest good of all, right? But it's still a scheme within magic, right? <clears throat> it is still a way that magic works and saints and angels really care about that. They want things to go smoothly. They want things to work out and get ironed out smoothly. And so I like working with the saints when I have a question about <clears throat> whether or not something is good for me or good for somebody else. The saints are the perfect people to go to about that question and to ask about that because they really care, you know, about that. They really care about right place, right time, you know, or like, let's say you're having an issue with somebody, like there's somebody in your personal life that you're like, I cannot stand this person. A saint would be a perfect person to go to if you don't want to like, you know, like let's say you don't want to kick them out of your life completely, especially if you if they're they're in your life for some reason, but you want to try to gauge whether or not that's true, right? Whether or not you should go about doing some baneful workings to get them out of your life or, you know, really cutting them off or whatever versus um whether or not, you know, <clears throat> you should just let them be and let fate unfold and let whatever needs to happen happen. So for example, saints are great to work with if like you have a family member that is really, really bothering you and maybe they're not doing anything like super egregious. Like I think if a family member is doing something really egregious to you, they deserve anything that you want to send to them, right? <laughs> like I'm not going to argue with that on, on that. But let's say you have a family member who you don't really like they're kind of rude to you, they're kind of frustrating, and you want to try to change the tide. You want to try to determine whether or not their actions are in alignment with fate or with something that you and them have to learn or that they have to learn. And so you could ask a saint and pray to a saint and say, hey, can you please help me with my family dynamic? Can you please help to resolve this? Or you could work maybe with like Saint Lucia, who is the saint of the eyes. And you could ask Saint Lucia, like, can you help this person see that they're being rude? Can you, can you open this person's eyes and see, you know, that their behaviors are unnecessary, right? And this is a really like, what's what's the word this is like a <clears throat> low resistance way to get something to work out in your favor because again if this person is acting this way because they need to for whatever reason it's part of their timeline it's part of what they need to do it's part of their you know fate then the saint can't really do very much um, the saint might help you process it, might help you deal with it, might help you learn those lessons, integrate faster, might help them integrate faster, but it's probably not gonna change the situation, right? Because again, the saints wanna do things in accordance with divine laws and divine will. So they're not gonna go out here and break up families and you know do all these things, right? If it's not really maybe what should or is supposed to happen. Whereas you could find other deities and entities that will do that kind of work with you, right? Um, and this isn't really a conversation on the logistics of baneful work or 
you know, any types of magic like that. Um, I, I'm just using this as an example of how the saints work and how they can be different than working with other deities and entities, right? Um, I'm firmly of the opinion that you should be able to choose what type of magic you want to do. And if it aligns with you and you feel good about it and you want to do that type of magic or you're being implored to by your spirit team to do that type of magic, then go for it. And by that type of magic, I mean baneful workings, right? But the saints are not the people to call if you're doing baneful magic. But they're good to call if you need a situation resolved and you don't want to immediately reach for baneful working, workings or you want to try to see if the saint can resolve it for you and if a miracle can take place before you start calling up the goetic demons about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's what I use saints for a lot of the time. Um, miracles, like I just mentioned, is another thing that I love using saints for or working with the saints to do. Because again, saints care so much about us and they, if there has been an injustice, if there has been, you know, a situation that you've experienced that has um, really rocked you and made you feel frustrated or, or whatever, right? They want to help you get back on your path. They want to help you feel good so that you can live in accordance with your true will. And so asking the saints to work miracles for you is incredible. Um, let's say you, you know, like your husband just got laid off or something, asking the saints to help get that job, get a new job, get something even more aligned, or just asking the saints, maybe St. Joseph in this case, who's great for family matters and especially like for husbands and, you know, your um, masculine family members and assisting them with what they need to do and, and providing for the family and, you know, et cetera, or with you and providing for the family. Um, but he's really good with the family matters, especially like that type of stuff, like employment and um, jobs and uh, pro providing for the family. So you might petition him and, and, and pray to him and do a novena to him, which is a seven day candle where you're also praying. So basically you light the candle each day and you pray each day when you light the candle. You might want to do that um, to St. Joseph about getting your husband a new job or maybe having your business make more money so that you can, you know, provide for your family, right? Or you know, even asking St. Joseph through the candle, <clears throat> can you please reveal why this happened? Can you, can you please reveal to me or my husband through our moods, through signs, through anything else, through epiphanies, why this injustice so that we, you know, that we see this injustice, why it was actually in accordance with divine will. So uh, they can be really helpful at, at helping you see why things are for your highest good in a way. So they're very useful and they're very useful spirits to have around. Um, you can definitely do divination with them however you'd like to. Um, you, I like to read playing cards with the saints, but you can do pendulum divination. You can do dice divination. Um, horary would be kind of fun with the saints. Like you can do, horary is a type of um, astrology that has to do with questions. Uh, you can do tarot, you can do oracle cards. Uh, Lenormand might be kind of nice. I'm thinking of like decks and divination tools that may have been used like i'm thinking like in you know in europe uh at the time of you know the rise of catholicism and, and saint work and stuff like that and so i feel like lenormand and 
uh, tarot and uh, playing card divination are kind of those methods, right? But you could also use signs and omens, angel numbers, um, anything like that to communicate with saints or to receive signs from saints about questions that you have regarding true will and divine law and, you know, that sort of things. Um, my favorite way to start working with the saints. So uh, that was one of the questions that I actually got in my DMs was, how do I know which saints are working for me or that are right for me? <clears throat> and so my advice here is to, first of all, if you come from a Catholic background or Greek Orthodox or any other religion that uses the saints um, and you, your family or your ancestors have a relationship with certain saints, seek those that information out, seek those saints out. So ask your grandparents, ask family members that might have an understanding of if your family has a patron saint, and they are the first point of contact to seek out because they have been with your ancestral line, they've been with your family, <clears throat> they've been petitioned by your family for probably years, they probably already know who you are and you know have helped you in the past even in ways that you might not know or understand at that time and they are going to come through for you probably very strongly for me this is saint anthony and i've always had a very strong relationship with him my first spiritual moments that i can remember apart from my um, spiritual experiences with hades that i had as a child <laughs> were with saint anthony um, and so he has been a part of my spirit team literally since birth and um you know, I have a very strong connection with him for that reason. Um, another thing I would recommend doing is like looking up which saints rule over which things. There's a really great book that I'll try to put in the show notes um, that I love. It's about the saints. It's about working with the saints in a magical context. So it's a great resource for this episode. I believe it's called The Magical Power of the Saints, um, but I forget what the author is. So I'll have to look that up and put it in the show notes. But that's a great book that tells you um, <clears throat> a vast majority of the saints and what they rule over and if they have a feast day and what they like as offerings, what are what's typical, you know, as an offering for them. It's a really great guide to working with the saints. And so flip through that book or just research saints online and try to find a saint that encapsulates something that you're looking to bring into your life right now or a problem that you're looking to solve. That is what I really recommend with saints. They're incredible problem solvers. And like I said earlier, they're going to help you solve your problems in a way that's, you know, easy, usually painless and for the good of all. <laughs> for example, I did a spell with a saint, um, with St. Anthony, a couple of years ago where I asked him, you know, <clears throat> to help my sister with something specific in her career at that time. And she had been placed into a certain area, um, essentially of her profession. She's in the military. So she was placed into a certain area that she didn't want to be in. And I did a spell with St. Anthony, partly because he's one of the great saints that helps to provide miracles. And so I knew he would be able to create sort of a miraculous uh, cure to my sister's condition of being placed in an area that she didn't want to be placed in. And so I knew that she would, he would be able to help with that. But I also knew that he's worked with my sister before. My sister loves the saints and works with the saints very heavily in her practice, just like me. And, you know, he knows her, he knows me, he knows our family, he knows what my sister's life purpose is <clears throat> and desires are. And so he can tailor the spell to what it is that she needed. And so I asked him, 
help my sister move into this specific area that she wants to be in. But I said, only if that's in alignment with her, you know, um, fate and only if that's going to be good for her, you know? So if you're ever worried about like magic, doing magic that, you know, comes true, but then it ends up not being good for you, the saints or the angels are your friends and they will help you with those types of spells and they will help you, you know, create outcomes that are always going to be harmonious. And so literally what happened was, is a couple weeks went by, nothing really happened. And then I got a call from my sister and she said, hey, I just walked in (laughs) to, you know, uh, essentially like her day at work. And they told me that I wasn't stationed, you know, in this area anymore. And that I was going to be moved to a different area and a different um, position, essentially, in, in the military. And she was so excited because she hated her old her old thing. She hated what she was doing and she hated where she was. And so she was like, this is so exciting that now I get to be in this new place. And she was like, it was so weird because I was talking to the my higher ups and they said, nobody placed you here. It's just a random like change that happened in the system overnight. Like literally this, the computer had placed her in this new area that I had petitioned for with St. Anthony. And she ended up being transferred to that area. And she <clears throat> was talking to like her higher ups and they were like, yeah, I mean, if the computer says that's where you're supposed to be, I guess that's where you're supposed to be. Like they were even kind of confused. <laughs> and it was just this incredible moment where I was so excited and so happy because it was truly like a miracle. It was one of the most um, <clears throat> intense results that I've ever gotten from a spell in my life. And it was with St. Anthony and I knew it was going to be right for her. And I knew that by asking him for help, he was helping me align my sister with her true path. And so it just felt so good to be able to do that magic with him. And it was so beautiful. So, um, yeah, the saints, you know, can help you with really big things and the angels. The angels are really good for that as well. (laughs) So I have a couple other questions um, that are here that I was asked that I want to answer uh, from Instagram. So one of them was, um, you know, can you put saints and, and pagan deities on the same altar? This is a really great question. And it really depends on who the deities are, what your relationship is to them, as well as what your current altar setup is now. Um, let's say you <clears throat> have been working with a pagan deity for a couple of years, you have a really close relationship with them, and you've also had them sharing altars with other deities in the past. They probably, uh, and this is a general statement, so it might not be true for you, but they probably won't care if suddenly you put St. Joseph there, right? If they've been with other deities in the past and they've never, you know, asked you to move them or asked for a different space or a space that's all their own, they probably aren't going to care too much that a saint is on the altar, right? Um, You know, there might be certain deities like maybe like Baphomet or Lucifer. <laughs> and I don't really know, to, to be honest, because I don't work with uh, either of those deities. So you, there might be a Lucifer or a Baphomet devotee out there being like, no, I totally work with Lucifer and the saints. I don't know what you're talking about. My sister actually does. So she is somebody who has Lucifer and the saints on the same altar and nobody seems to mind, which is great. Um, but, you know, that might be something where you might want to ask them, where you're like, hey, I know that there might be you know, like the traditions kind of don't make sense or they kind of clash or the, 
you know, you don't typically like to be on altars with other people. Um, so you might not want to be with a saint, right? Or maybe you're in your mythology, there's some sort of issue with, you know, saints or angels or whatever, right? Asking them how they feel about it and doing a divination is going to get you your answer always. And I would always recommend that. But if, if you've shared altars with, with other deities in the past, if people have coexisted together, I honestly don't see why they can't coexist with the saints. The saints to them are ascended masters. They're humans who have lived in their life purpose and ascended. And it doesn't really matter what their religious context is that they ascended in. It's just about the fact that they are now spirit guides and these celestial entities that are helping humans. And I think the deities love that shit, right? And so don't let um, your viewpoints of what might clash or, you know, that sort of thing, uh, make it so that you don't work with the saints and deities together, or you don't evoke them in the same spells, or you don't consider them as a part of your spirit team together, because whether they like it or not, and I'm sure they'll like it, like I'm sure they won't care, they are all part of your spirit team and they're going to coexist because of that, right? Um, now, if you have a deity that <clears throat> is really not, um, what's the word? Like they don't typically get along with other deities. It's kind of in their culture to be placed alone. Um, like it's, you know, a lot of devotees of this deity, you know, for example, might talk about the fact that you have to have a deity or an altar separate for this deity, that they really don't appreciate being put together with anybody, then obviously you're going to keep those people separate from your saints and that sort of thing. Um, and then just being aware of other types of religious contexts where saints are used to represent pagan deity <clears throat> or spirits. Um, I know a lot in the Afro-Caribbean religions, um, saints are used as masks for the um, Orishas and the Loa. And so being aware of that context and, you know, kind of understanding that as much as you can or as much as you want to. You don't have to dive into that in particular if you don't really feel called to research that. But just knowing that, you know, saints have been used to represent pagan deity in a lot of contexts and especially in cultures where it was not okay uh, publicly to worship pagan deity or these, you know, spirits that have been with these people for for forever and that have been brought over from other countries to certain areas, right? Um, you know, saints have been used, their icons, their iconography has been used in place of pagan deity for a very long time. And I'm sure even there's there's ways that this has happened in um, other cultures that aren't the Afro-Caribbean cultures. Like, I'm even thinking of, you know, St. Bridget and um, the goddess Bridget, you know, and other things like that. So uh, the reason why I bring this up is this might actually be sort of a case for why deities and saints can coexist together or, you know, the fact that historically they have been used by practitioners together in a way, right? Um and so that that can be exciting. And if you're, you know, let's say you're you're Irish and you work with Bridget or you're interested in, you know, how Bridget sort of became a saint, that's something to research and look into. And maybe you can have both of those saints representative or both of those icons representative on your altar. You know what I mean? 
It's also good to note that the saints are going to have <clears throat> planetary archetypes associated with them. So Saint Anthony is um, a mercurial spirit. And so, you know, he can be associated with Mercury. So if you have an altar to Hermes and you also work with Saint Anthony, put them on the same altar, right? Try it out, see how it goes. You know, obviously if Hermes is like, get this clown off my altar, then like, you know, you can adjust. <laughs> but like, you know, they're part of the same planetary energy and they kind of, that they're not the same thing, but they kind of coexist. They kind of like, they share energy. They're almost like, you know, they're like when you invite two friends that are a part of different friend groups over and you're like, these two people are going to get along because they have a lot in common. And then you all go out and they like hit it off. Like that's, you know, what can sometimes happen with the saints and with pagan deity. So, you know, be aware of those planetary correspondences. Um, the way to tell the planetary correspondences, some, you know, resources are going to tell you what the planetary correspondences of the saints are, <clears throat> but looking at their colors that embody them, looking at what they rule over and trying to sort of um, place them into those planetary categories um, on your own is a really good thing to do. So, <clears throat> you know, for example, like St. Joseph, he rules over employment, he rules over men and husbands and family and property, you know? So I would say he reminds me a lot of Saturnian energy in the sense that he rules over like property and work and discipline and those things, but it's also kind of Jupiterian, you know what I mean? So let's say, uh, let's say you have an altar to um, a Jupiterian deity like Zeus. Um, you know, or sort of another, like, <clears throat> like I'm thinking maybe like, you know, Uranus or, um, I'm trying to think of other pantheons, <laughs> you know, a deity that rules over men and, and, you know, fatherhood and, um, the home domestic life and other, um, in other pantheons, that might be a deity that you want to place with St. Joseph or could be a potential match for an altar. And then, you know, from a planetary perspective, just kind of going with whatever planetary energy that you feel like your version of St. Joseph is embodying. St. Joseph, you know, is typically like oranges and yellows. Um, and so for that, I might, you know, that's typically like mercurial, but that can also be solar, you know? And so he might represent solar energy in the sense that it is masculine and it is um, about men and it is about, you know, he's the father of Jesus and he, and Jesus was the son, right? And so so it kind of has this solar energy. So um, that's just an example of like how you can think about it and figure it out on your own. I would probably align St. Joseph with solar energy, to be honest. Um, I early, you know, you heard me kind of go through Saturn and Jupiter, but I think after talking through with y'all here, he does feel very solar, right? And so um, that's what I would categorize him as. So maybe, you know, putting him with your sun deities, if you have them, right? Putting him with Ra or putting him with, um, you know, Helios or Apollo and seeing how they mix, right? Seeing what happens. I don't mean to sound blasphemous in this segment, but I, I just want to give you some ideas of how you can use saints and pagan deity in the same context. Another thing I would recommend is putting your saints on your ancestral altar if your ancestors worked with those saints or had relationship 
relationships with those saints. Or if your ancestors were Catholic or Greek Orthodox, put the saints on the altar with them because they're going to act as natural psychopomps of your ancestors. They're going to sort of calm and um, appeal to your ancestors. And you might have a more successful ancestral practice if those spirits that represent, you know, their image of God and, and their religion while they were embodied on earth, um, they might just be more comfortable with coming through on that altar if the saints are there with them, the saints that they loved. So on our uh, ancestor altar in our house, <clears throat> we have St. Anthony there and we have St. George there because St. George is really important for my husband and his family. Um, a lot of people in his family were named George. He's Greek. <laughs> He's Greek and his family is Greek Orthodox. A lot of his family was, you know, their, their names are George and his, you know, one of my husband's middle names is George. And so St. George is their patron and <clears throat> is very important to them. And so it's kind of like honoring the people in his family line that were named George and were named after St. George, but it's also honoring the connection that St. George has with his family. And then same with me and St. Anthony. My family loves St. Anthony. They live for him. He was the, he was the goat. <laughs> he was the person, like my grandmother said, that you call for any problem. And so he's sitting right next to the picture of my grandmother on um, our ancestral altar. And that's where I do spells with him. That's where I petition him is right on the ancestral altar. So those are ways that you can mix your practices, <clears throat> which is really fun. The last question that I wanted to address was a question that I got in my DMs and it was, can I work with saints even though I didn't grow up with the saints, right? Maybe you're from a different religious context where you didn't grow up working with the saints um, and the question is, can I still work with them? And the answer is absolutely. Like I said earlier, they want to help all of humanity. They don't care what your religious background is. <laughs> um, <clears throat> they just want to help. And so they're going to be really efficient at that. And you can absolutely bring them into your current witchcraft practice um, and you know start working with them kind of just like you would any other deity or entity that you're building a connection with, right? You know, getting an icon of them, getting a photo of them, um, knowing why it is that you're choosing that particular saint. Maybe again, look through a book <clears throat> or a list of correspondences to what the saints do and what they rule over and find somebody that can solve a problem of yours or that you connect with in some way, right? Um, even just intuitively, like looking at saints, looking at images of saints and seeing who calls out to you, you can absolutely work with them if you haven't in the past. Um, and they're really great, you know, at helping with that kind of thing. And they're really great for beginners to magical practice. If you want to do a spell and you feel f like fearful about having it go wrong or, you know, you're just, you're starting out and you just want to make sure that things are harmonious, working with the saints and the angels are the best way to ensure that the result of your spell is going to be harmonious. So I would highly recommend it. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It was so fun for me to record and go follow me on Instagram. If you haven't already, I'm over there at Angelica S. Crashy. And join my coven. Um, I have a monthly membership group. It's a Patreon style membership. It's called the Palace Coven. We have three tiers of the group and there's so many things on a weekly basis that happen in this group in the different tiers. And if you're interested in, you know, 
continuing with your witchcraft practice, if you want to learn topics in witchcraft and astrology from me, <clears throat> if you really like the way that I interpret spirituality and, you know, the advice that I give here, you're going to love the Palace Coven. Every single month we do a witchcraft coaching call in the top two tiers, so in the Moon Court and the Stars Court tier, we do a... Um, witchy Q&A call, a coaching call where you get to ask your questions about your specific magical practice. Um, the next one is going to be in October. We just had our September one like literally this week. So the next one will be in October. And then every single week we do weekly live streams um, in any tier. So in all of the tiers, you can attend our weekly live streams where I go live and I talk a little bit about the astro energies of the week typically. Um, and then I also do a <clears throat> tarot card reading live for the group. Um, what I do is I ask the group what areas of their life and topics they want me to read for that week. And then we will tackle those topics. So I often read for like topics in spirituality, in self-development, in career and work and business relationships all of those areas so if you want to get a weekly collective reading from me um, and hang out in the live stream and ask questions there join the palace coven at any tier um, another really cool thing that happens in the coven each month um, in every tier in all of the tiers is the spell of the month drops the spell of the month is a spell um, recipe <clears throat> that I share monthly. I make a video and then I also have like a printable uh, PDF that you can download that tells you exactly how to perform the spell. And all of the spells that I share are personal spells that I've been using for months and years that have always gotten me results. And I try to keep them fairly simple, um, not like too simple, you know, but I, I try to introduce different topics in magic, like Italian folk magic, ceremonial magic, traditional witchcraft. I like to take all of the things that I study in witchcraft, all of my interests in witchcraft, and I like to kind of bring them together in the spells of the month. So uh, in Virgo season, our spell of the month, it's called the Black Cat Retrieval spell, and it, it's a really cool spell where you create a essentially like a like a servitor of a black cat, <laughs> and uh, they go out and retrieve for you something that you desire and something that you want. And it's a really effective spell for manifestation or getting something specific into your life. Um, it's the spell that I always use when I like need to retrieve something or I need to like I have a very specific idea of what I want and I want the servitor to bring that into my life. Um, so this spell uses elements from folk magic, candle magic, and chaos magic to create that effect. All right, everybody, um, I will talk to you very soon. Follow me on Instagram, book a reading with me. I'm booking for October currently, and um, we will talk in a reading or a live stream or back again here. See you later.